y'all what's good y'all this your boy 13 disciple 13 th aka the young john the baptist you know what it is grab your bible grab your pad grab your pen grab your highlighter we about to dive into this gospel and you about to get this work it's time for another episode of disciple me the hoodrich edition let go I want you to go to the book of Acts, chapter 3, starting at verse number 1 through 6. Today's message is called, Anointed But Broke. Alright y'all, let's read. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. What I want us to do, I want us to go back to that part where it said, but Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. What he's saying is, bruh, I ain't got no money, bruh, but you know what? I got that prayer for you. You know what? I can fast with you. You know what? I can just keep you lifted. But he had no money to be able to meet actual tangible needs, actual physical needs. We live in a world where the commodity and the currency of this world system is money. You can't be like, yo, let me pray for you. You know what I'm saying? Let me believe God with you. You actually have to be able to meet tangible needs. All right, y'all, let's go a little bit deeper. I want you to go to the book of James, chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. Let's read. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and good day. Stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So what James is saying right now, he's saying to us, bro, what good does it do to be anointed and be able to pray for people, be able to sing, be able to do your preaching and you're so anointed, but you can't actually meet tangible needs because you're broke. We have to really deal with finances in the body of Christ because we can't be praying for people and being able to sing real well, preach real well, prophesy real well. But when it comes time to actually meeting the needs of the community, people are going to assistance programs to be able to meet their needs when they should be coming to us to be able to meet their needs and not just pray for them, but actually meet the need as well. Last year, we actually went to the gas station at the Wawa. 
I saw that there was people struggling financially with inflation and with the gas prices being so high. I said, let's not just pray for people that they can be able to get their gas. Let's go and actually meet the need. So we actually went to the Wawa, talked to the manager, and we gave away $2,000 worth of gas. We didn't want to just pray for people. We wanted to be able to meet the actual tangible need. Watch this clip. And an urban street ministry is taking steps to help our community, and most recently by helping families struggling with high gas prices. Love you, brother. It's all right, man. It's all right, man. That's the impact George Williams II is making on local families through his urban street ministry, Triple R Ministries. Compassion and burden, it moves you to do something. You don't just talk about it, you do something about it. So when I saw all these memes making jokes about the gas being so much money and everything, I'm like, we're making fun of it, but there's really people out here that are hurting. So I said, okay, let's save our money. Let's pray, let's plan, let's prepare, and let's execute. Father God, I come to you right now. And that's exactly what he did. For 16 years, he's used poetry as a way to spread his faith. But in the last year, he and his wife started working on ways to not only spread the word, but also give back. Monday, they held a gas giveaway. Their original budget was $1,000, but they were so moved by so many families and their stories, they gave away 2,000 in gas. You had a mother there, she was single with six kids, and she was struggling, she broke down. And allow her to realize that everything is gonna be okay going forward. Through prayer and a giving heart, Williams believes he's fulfilling his purpose. And I understand why I'm still here. Um, when I was 19 years old, I got in a car accident. My friend fell asleep at the wheel of the car. Car flipped off the highway several times and landed underneath the water in a swamp. And they rushed us to the hospital. Car was destroyed, they had to pull it out the swamp. And for me to be here right now, I know that God has his hand on my life and I know that I'm living on borrowed time and I have to make as much impact as I can. And he is doing exactly that. William says in November, they plan on partnering with a restaurant by USF to pay for people's food during the Thanksgiving holiday. Now to help with this initiative, you can check out the web story online at WFLA.com. I can remember a time in Orlando way back in the day, I can remember my wife and I, we saw this pregnant lady that was out there begging for money and my wife and I went up to her and we said, are you okay, what's your need? All she wanted was some milk. We went to the store, we got her some milk and I asked her, do you have a place to stay? And she had no place to stay. So that night, we didn't just pray for her, we went to the hotel and when we went to the hotel, we actually paid for her to have a one night stay. I couldn't buy her a house, you know what I'm saying? But I could meet the need for one night to make sure that she had a hot shower, that she had a good night rest on a nice, comfortable bed. So we didn't just pray for her, we met the need, y'all. We can't just be praying for folk, y'all. The currency of heaven is faith. The currency of this world system is finances. If you're really going to impact the culture, if you're really gonna impact the community, you have to be in the community, find out what their needs are, and actually meet the needs. People should not be going to government programs. People should not be going to these assistant programs. They should be able to come to the house of God and they should be able to have their needs met and then teach them practical skills on how they can be able to get resources themselves so they can take care of their families, y'all. I can tell you plenty of times that my wife and I have done things behind scenes like that. Don't pray for people only. Actually meet the need, y'all. Meet the need. 
I want to talk about one more passage in the Bible. I want us to go to the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 30 through 35, the parable of the Good Samaritan. All right, y'all, let's read. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes and beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with his olive oil and wine and bandaged them. I want you to circle that part right there. He soothed his wounds with olive oil, wine, and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. All right, y'all, so let's break this thing down. There's five things I want you to look at that the Good Samaritan had. Number one, he had olive oil. Number two, he had wine. Number three, he had bandages. Number four, he had a donkey. And the fifth thing was he had two silver coins to give the innkeeper so that man could have a one night stay at the inn. What you have to see is he had resources. Not once did you see him say, let me pray for you, brother. No, he just met a need. Listen, he saw somebody wounded. He said, you know what? I don't care your lifestyle. I don't care your religion. I don't care your belief system. You're wounded. I want to help you. I want to meet a need. Too many of us are not focused on helping other people. We're focused on ourselves. We're focused on me, myself, and I. We have to get over that, man. If I see a brother or sister struggling, I wanna help meet the need, y'all. Be like the Good Samaritan. Don't just pass people by and say it's none of my business. That's not how you reach people. You have to meet the need. Listen, one of the most effective ways to disciple people and reach people is not trying to bring in the church. It's not trying to be like, do you believe in Jesus? No, it's just meeting the need and caring about people and being compassionate, y'all. That's what I want to focus on. The other two men, they were like, that's not my business, bro. Like, I don't care if you wounded. I don't care if your lights is off. I don't care if you ain't got no food. I don't care if you ain't got no job. That's none of my business. It should be your business. It should be your business to care about people, man, and to be able to meet people's needs. Listen, y'all, the currency of heaven is faith, but you and I live in the world and the world system operates off of finances. We need to make sure that we have resources to pray for people. People are lacking jobs. What would happen if you didn't just pray for people to get a job, but you had clout with your CEO or your vice president or HR, and you were able to be able to help people get jobs? Right now, my job in insurance, I'm able to help people get jobs because I'm a really great worker by the grace of God, and I have clout with the managers. I have clout with HR, so I can help people to get jobs, man. But if you're showing up to work late, 
if you're like tardy all the time, then you ain't got no clout. You don't have a good reputation. The question I wanna ask you is, if people are hurting and they don't have a job, do you have a good reputation? Do you have a good reputation at your job to help people get work? Because you wanna work on that, because that's gonna be a way that you can be able to meet people's needs when they come to you saying, I don't have work. So when I'm talking about meeting needs, my wife and I this year, we're gonna be putting on something called an empowerment conference. We're bringing in real estate people. We're bringing in credit repair people. We're bringing in Medicare insurance and life insurance people. We're gonna be showing people how to get their credit right. We're gonna be showing people how to become a first time home buyer. We're gonna show you how you can be able to make six figures in a year with a GED. Yes, six figures, over six figures with a GED or a high school diploma. We're gonna be actually going in the community helping people learn how they can actually get resources, how they can get their credit repaired, how they can get a house, how they can get themselves together so that way they can be able to take care of their family. One of the things I see with a lot of men is a lot of men are angry, a lot of men are really down and out because they don't know how to provide. And so my goal this year, my wife's goal, is to teach a lot of young men as well specifically how they can provide. Because a lot of men, if they can't provide, they feel like they're not worth anything. So we're gonna fix that this year. You're gonna get more information soon about the Empowerment Conference 2023. We're gonna go outside the four walls and we're gonna go into the community and we're gonna empower the community, all right? All right, y'all, this your boy 13th Disciple 13TH, AKA the Young John the Baptist. You know what it is. Till next time, go make disciples. Let go.